Hello and welcome to According to John. Today we are in episode 17 of Martin DeHaan's The Days of Noah. Today's title is The Pre-Tribulation Rapture. Let's get to it. Over 1900 years ago, the Lord Jesus promised to come again. Before he went away, he gave a number of signs by which we might know that his coming was near. Among these, he included the important sign of the days of Noah, when the conditions as they existed in the days before the flood are repeated. Then Jesus said, Know that it is near, even at your doors, Jesus said. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the Son of Man. Luke seventeen twenty six. As we study the conditions which existed in the days of Noah recorded in Genesis chapters 4, 5, and 6, we realize that we have about reached the time of which Jesus spoke when he said, So shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Noah's days are being repeated with a vengeance today. Wickedness, immorality, violence, murder, unbelief have reached an all-time high and challenged the days before the flood. What is withholding the judgment of God? Why has not Jesus returned by this time? What else must happen before he returns? For our answer, we turn to the days of Noah, for as it was then, so shall it be again. The answer to the apparent delay in the Lord's return is explained in the secret of the long life of a man by the name of Methuselah who lived 969 years and died in the very year at the exact time just before the flood broke upon the earth. He was the son of Enoch who walked with God and to whom the Lord revealed the coming of the terrible flood. The time of this flood was made to correspond to the years of Methuselah's life. The name Methuselah comes from a combination of words meaning, when this one is gone, then it shall come. My Bible dictionary gives one of the meanings of the name, an extension. This will explain the long life of Methuselah. For 600 years, he was a contemporary of Noah. He must have witnessed the building of the ark and may even have been employed in its construction. But he died just before the flood came. At the same time, Noah entered the ark of safety. All this was according to the promise. For God had revealed to his father Enoch and limited the days of grace before the flood came to the days of the life of Methuselah. As long as Methuselah was still on earth, the flood would not come. But the moment he was gone, the judgment would fall. In our former message, we pointed out that Methuselah was exactly 969 years old when the flood came upon the world. However, it could have come and might have come 120 years earlier. The cup of iniquity was full and the world was ripe for judgment when Methuselah was 849 years old. But God, in his mercy and long-suffering love, extended the day of grace by 120 years to give men and women an added opportunity to be saved. Since God had promised that as soon as Methuselah was called home, the flood would come, it became necessary for God to extend the years of Methuselah's life to correspond to this added period of God's patience. This then seems to be the reason for Methuselah's long life. The Apostle Peter refers to this postponement of the flood and the resultant extension of Methuselah's years when he says, Once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was a-preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls, were saved by water, 1 Peter 3.20. As it was in those days, it shall again be at the coming of the Son of Man. Methuselah, as well as his father Enoch, becomes a picture of the church of Jesus Christ. On the day of Pentecost, this church was born and became the abiding place of the Holy Spirit of God. 
This church is to remain upon the earth until the judgment of the great tribulation and to be caught up just before this great terrible day of the Lord breaks upon a wicked world. As long as the church is here, the tribulation, of which the flood is a type, cannot come. This is the promise of God in many passages of Scripture. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Revelation 3.10 Jesus promised in Luke 21, Watch ye therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Luke 21.36 Paul, in his letter to the Thessalonian church, assures us that before the flood of God's judgment falls, believers will be caught away. Paul encouraged the Thessalonian Christians with the promise of Christ's return to take them to heaven. Then a false rumor was circulated that this rapture had already taken place and they had been left behind, 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 and 2. To this rumor, Paul writes as follows, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day, the day of the Lord, the tribulation, shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, 2 Thessalonians 2, 3. Why hasn't that day of the Lord come as yet? Surely the falling away is here, and all the signs of Christ's return are here today. Then why hasn't that day come? Paul gives the answer. It cannot come while the church is still here. Until Methuselah was taken out, the flood could not come. And just as it was in those days, so it is now. The day of the Lord cannot come until the church is taken up and out of the way. As the presence of Methuselah hindered the coming of the flood, so the church today is the only thing which is holding back the world's darkest hour, the tribulation. And so Paul says, And now ye know what withholdeth that he, the man of sin, might be revealed at his time. He who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, Second Thessalonians 2, 6 through 8. The church, indwelt by the Holy Spirit, the he in Second Thessalonians 2, 7, is the preserving salt of the earth, the inhibiting force which is holding back God's wrath upon the nations. Judgment is deferred because God has promised, as he did in the days of Methuselah, not to bring the judgment while we are still here. The world gives us no credit for our influence here. It does not know that the little minority of God's people are the ones who is hindering judgment from breaking loose in this atomic age. The Christians in the world, though unrecognized and unappreciated, are more powerful than all the armies and arms of the nations. We Christians are the most important and influential people on earth in preventing the Holocaust of universal destruction. We have more to do with deterring the world from plunging headlong to its death than all peace councils, committees, and organizations on this globe. We receive but little attention and slight recognition, but it does make one feel pretty good to know that God is using us to prevent the crash of civilization by keeping us here as the preserving salt. One of these days, God will delay no longer. I know of nothing to prevent the coming of the Lord at any moment. Then why has he not come before? Why has he not given the shout from the air, Come up hither? For the answer we go back to the days of Methuselah before the flood of Noah. God postponed the flood for, we believe, 120 years because of his long-suffering and love for lost humanity. We remind you again of the words of Peter. The long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah. 1 Peter 3.20 God postponed the flood far beyond the time it might justly have come. It was past due. 
We believe in the same way the second coming of Christ and the ensuing tribulation are also past due. The cup of iniquity of the nations is full to overflowing. It seems the Lord should have come long ago. And so we ask, why has he not yet come? What is holding him back? We need not be in ignorance concerning the answer, for the Bible leaves no doubt about it. We refer you again to Second Peter 3. Speaking of the last days, Peter says, Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since our fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Second Peter 3, 3 and 4. This is the question people raise today also as they make light of our repeated emphasis on the return of Christ. They scoffingly, sneeringly ask, Why hasn't he come after all these years of preaching on the subject? What shall we answer these people? Let Peter tell us, he says, Remember the flood. Remember that the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was a preparing. It was God's long-suffering which delayed the judgment, but it came. So too, says Peter, will it be in the last days. Even though it seems past due, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, Second Peter 3, 9. What an answer. Here it is, says Peter. Jesus has not yet come to snatch his bride away and pour out his judgments in the tribulation because he is long-suffering to us, not willing that any should perish. Just before the flood, God extended the day of grace by lengthening the days of Methuselah's stay on earth, and thus shall it be in the days of the coming of Christ. Even as in the days before the flood, the church is still here because God's patience, not only with the world, but also with us. For there is far more in this delay in Christ's return than mercy to sinners. Peter says that God is long-suffering to usward, long-suffering to us believers. He knows that too many of his children are not yet ready to meet him. He knows there is too much work still to do. And in his mercy, he extends the day of witnessing so we can make up for lost time, make ourselves ready for his coming, that we may not be ashamed at his appearing. What a tragedy that all the signs of his imminent return, the church is frittering away her time and opportunity in gross indifference to the lateness of the hour and heeds not the admonition of our Lord. When these things begin to come to pass, then look up, lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Luke twenty one twenty eight. Surely the long-suffering of God is waiting. Christian, what are you doing about it? We profess to believe in the imminent coming of Christ, and yet too many live as though he is not coming for a long time. Could you gladly welcome his return today? Would he find you watching, working, and waiting? We are responsible for our borrowed time while the long-suffering of God is waiting. As in the days of Noah, the Lord was lengthening the days of opportunity, but it did not continue forever, for finally the flood did come. Yes, the Lord is long-suffering, but... But in the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Second Peter 3.10 The day of the Lord will come. No matter how long the Lord may hold back his arm of destruction, it will come. How I wish I could burn upon your mind this fact. One of these days it is really actually going to happen. And then the day of opportunity for the church will come to an end, and we shall be called to give an account. 
of what we have done with the warnings and admonitions we have heard and what we have done with our opportunities. Each day the Lord does not come is an evidence of God's long-suffering with us, and for each day we shall give an account. As long as Methuselah was in the world, the flood did not come, and men had an opportunity to accept the grace of God. But when Methuselah left, the door was shut forever upon all who had rejected the warning and the offer to be saved. The same is true today. As long as the church is here, the door is still open for sinners to come. But to those who willingly reject the invitation and refuse the offer of salvation, the door will be forever closed. The Bible says, Then shall they cry unto the Lord, but he will not hear them. Micah 3, 4. We are convinced the church is very near the end of her appointed time on earth. Methuselah is nearing his 969th year, and the time is short. But it is not yet too late. The door is still open, and the invitation is still valid. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Hey guys, as we see this, the time is approaching. The Bible is true. And there has to come a point when God says, enough is enough. I pray that today you surrender your life to Jesus Christ. I pray today that if you know Jesus, that you continue out, you tell others. Because just as sure as the sun rises and the sun sets, the coming of the Lord is guaranteed. We don't know the day he comes as a thief in the night, so we must be ready. I hope this has helped you. If it has, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. And until next week, God bless.